What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the show. And um, if you're still with me, thank you. I can't believe it. And if you're new here, thank you for joining and welcome to the Mostly Messy Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa. It's just me, myself, and I. Um, Yeah, I've decided to start doing these little mini episodes. So my husband actually gave me the idea recently because I've been, I've really been slacking on putting out episodes weekly and with regular day-to-day life and working and, you know, everything else. It's kind of difficult to always carve out, you know, an hour and a half or however long to do a show. So I'm going to start doing some mini episodes. If you have any feedback on that, if you think it's stupid, I'm sure you'll let me know. Um, If you think it's cool, be like, yeah, Melissa, that's fucking cool. Do some mini episodes because we can only stand to listen to you for 20 minutes at a time. So anyway, welcome to the first mini episode. I thought it'd be fun to just kind of jump on here randomly and hopefully do, you know, more frequent episodes or some shit. Anyway, welcome. I wanted to share with you something that has been pretty exciting to me. Um, It's not that big of a deal, but it's really exciting for me. So as you get older, as we get older, our skin changes and we, not everyone, there are some people that are just very blessed with a thick head of hair forever and ever. But I was noticing that the older I get, I kind of am experiencing that my hair is not as thick as it used to be. And although I'd love to give a cool drop right now, like, oh, I'm sponsored by this and this episode is brought to you by whatever. No, this isn't that. This is a true personal experience. There's no compensation, you guys. Um, I did some research and of all places, I came across this on TikTok a while ago. I know. Don't roll your eyes. I do. I love TikTok. I hated it and I was like such a shit talker about TikTok and now I just, I love it and I probably annoy my friends and my husband because I just, I'm that person. I just fucking send TikToks all day. So if you're listening and you're one of, if you're on the receiving end of that, either um, you're welcome or I'm sorry. Anyway, a few months ago, I was doing some research and I was like doing all the things that people say, trying different shampoos and vitamins and this, that, and the other, and nothing was really making that big of a difference, but... The results are in. I feel like I've been doing this long enough now. It's been, it's a little short of three months. Um, But definitely at the 30-day mark, surely at the two-month mark, and especially now today, I can say that what I'm about to share with you is legit. It's a winner. So I have been taking orally, (laughs) so immature, orally I've been taking pumpkin seed oil it's pumpkin seed oil extract and they're in a gel cap it's in a pill and you take two a day and on top of that I've been also using a pumpkin seed oil it's a cold press oil it 
It's in, got a little dropper thing. It's really cool. It's kind of like a serum, I guess you would say. I've been using that on my skin and I've been using it on my scalp. I give myself a scalp massage probably about once a week. So between using the two of those, let me tell you, it is amazing. I will for sure put a picture and some links to Amazon on the products that I've specifically been using, but I have seen such a difference in my skin and my hair. And I don't know if this is boring to you or if it's golden, but honestly, I think it's golden information because even if you already have nice skin and you already have just amazing hair, like it's like, it would be like saying, oh, I already have too much money. I don't want more. No, you can always have better. It's like, of course you want something that's going to make your skin look better and your hair grow thicker. So I will say I have seen so much regrowth in my hair. Uh, even my hairdresser has told me that my hair is thicker and I've noticed a significant change in my skin. It has diminished a lot of fine lines. I put it on my chest, um, because whether you got big old titties or not, when you sleep at night, you know, you wake up with those wrinkles on your chest because your boobies have been squeezing together all night or whatever. I am like a side stomach sleeper. So every morning when I wake up, I would have those lines on my chest and I feel like as time goes on, they kind of don't go away. But it has almost like I would say like 90% it has gotten rid of those lines, pores are sh uh, smaller, shrunken, shrink, whatever the word is. Um, and for sure fine lines and just the overall texture and evenness of my skin tone. So that is the most civilized, valuable information that you're going to get out of me on this episode. But please look into it. Try it again. If you want to know the exact products that I've been using, I'm going to post them on Instagram today or within the next couple days because sometimes I forget I'm really bad about it but yes pumpkin seed oil it is the shit you guys I'm like why are people not talking about this I had never heard about it before maybe you're like duh Melissa this is like old news but it's new to me and it's been working and I am a believer so on to the next I've noticed a new thing that gave that gave me anxiety and it's so stupid but I think that it needs to be talked about so um on the last episode my husband and I were talking together about like random things that make you nervous or give you anxiety or whatever and people wrote in and they were sharing stuff and it was pretty funny and I'm gonna have to either post those or talk about it but my husband the other day he was I don't know what like we eat pretty healthy. I mean, there's a time to splurge. Usually my splurge is like alcohol and chips and salsa. Like that's my weakness. But um, my husband the other day, he just had a, a sweet tooth like a mother. And he was like, I want a donut. I want a donut so bad. And I was like, okay. So I guess we'll get some donuts. It's late at night. And we go over there to the donut store, and I'm like, okay, if he wants a donut, then I guess I'll have to have one, whatever. So you go into the donut store, right? And whether you're alone in there or there's a line, I never realized until recently, there is some fucking pressure picking out 
motherfucking donuts. And this shit made me so nervous. I felt like I was like, I was on the verge of breaking out into a cold sweat because there was some people waiting in line behind me. I'm like, why are there so many people at the donut store at night? But I mean, I guess everyone was on the same page that night. But the guy, and I realized that I'm like, every time you go into the fucking donut store, the guy's staring at you and he thinks that you should just know exactly what you want right away. And I'm sorry, there are just way too many choices. There's stuff that I've seen before where I'm like, oh, that's a throwback. Maybe I want that. Or maybe there's something I never seen before. And I'm like, what's that? But you don't want to ask any questions really because he's just staring at you like, duh, stupid. Just pick out the donuts. So I'm like, oh, can I get um, six donuts? He's like, yeah, you want a half dozen? And I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm already fucking up. I'm already ordering the wrong thing. I said six donuts. And he's like, no, it's a half dozen. So I'm like, yeah, 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 I want a half dozen. And... I found myself, like I was under the gun. I was under the gun. I couldn't figure out which one I wanted. And people behind me in line, they seemed like they already know what they wanted. Like they had some little online menu that they looked at before or something. I don't know. I don't know who's that sure of their donut order. Hey, you guys, my dog's just over here licking her crotch. Like no one likes to show off, okay? This is rude and I can hear you a lot. So whatever, she just, she does what she wants. Anyway, I ended up ordering three of one donut and three of another donut. So essentially I only had two different kinds of donuts and that's not exciting. Like my, my man is like ready to probably sample some donuts and I'm like, I got these two different donuts and there's a lot of them. So you know what I say? If you have experienced this also. Uh, fuck the donut guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my sweet ass time next time. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna ask him questions. I'm gonna ask questions, and I'm gonna ask random questions where I stump him. I'm gonna ask him like, oh, what is this? Like, what does this donut pair with? Like, what is this about? Like, what pairs with this? Well, like, what, what notes? What flavor notes are in this donut? I'm really just gonna stump him, and I'm gonna flip. The rolls, there's going to be a roll reverser where I make him nervous and I make him feel like he's under the gun because I'm done. I'm done feeling anxious when I order things, Starbucks, donuts, whatever. Like I already don't go to Starbucks anymore. You guys know this. I spoke about this and like what, what's next? Like now I'm not going to go to the donut shop because homeboy is looking at me like I'm stupid and I should just know everything I want in life right then and there. No, I'm sorry. That's not going to happen. So there you have that. That was a recent thing that happened. I felt like it just had to be said. (sighs) It's fine. So on the last episode, um, we talked about sex injuries. And this came about, uh, if you didn't listen to it, the quick rundown is we were boning down in the backyard. And I tried to look back at it. And I tweaked my neck. Okay? It's fine. If you want to judge me, you can, but it happened. It happened, and I've come to terms with it. I powered through it. I didn't tell him that I tweaked my neck. I just, he just probably was like, wow, she's just looking back at it the whole time. Like, this is awesome. Um, No, my neck was just stuck, and I didn't want to ruin the moment. I didn't want to be like, oh, my neck. Oh, my God. So, um, luckily, sometimes, like, groaning and pain can be twisted into, like, 
like a sex moan. It's fine. So I asked, we asked you guys to write in to the show and share with us if you've had any sex injuries, because I think sex injuries are funny and we should just normalize them. We should talk about them. There should be support groups, all kinds of stuff. So I picked a few of them to read with you guys because I thought they were pretty hilarious. And I thought my sex spring, like I, I thought my sex injury was like a deal. Like I thought it was something, um, but it's nothing compared to what you guys were telling me. So I, I feel better about myself, but also I feel like I'm not out of the woods. Like there's more to come. Like there's more injuries to come because we get crazy. People are hanging from ceilings, whatever. Like there's injuries to be had. That's why you got to stretch. I think you have to stretch, limber up, limber up. So this person says, um, this girl wrote in, she said, we tried having sex standing up and he accidentally put a hole in the wall with my body. He picked me up and I think that I was too heavy for him because he lost his footing and we did a pile drive and ran into the wall. My back and my head put a gaping hole through the wall. Here's the best part. She said, we didn't fix the hole. We just hung a picture over it. <laughs> I think that's amazing. Also, I hope she was okay. I mean, did you keep going? Because if you kept going, that's, that's fucking gangster right there. But um, yeah, so maybe be careful, you guys. Be careful when you pick someone up. Get your, try and get your footing. You know, you, you got to lift. You got to lift with your lower half. <laughs> um, this... Next person, she says, I tried to give my husband a lap dance. I was trying to switch things up and be a little sexy, spice things up, you know? She said, I put on some stripper heels, and as I was dancing, I literally broke my ankle. I ended up in the ER with a broken ankle. I clearly am no good in heels, and I'm even worse at dancing. That, how do you... Would you, if, okay, let's say that happened to you. Like, do you go for the shock value? Do you go for the laugh? Are you like, because, you know, usually they're like, oh, how did you do that? Like, how did you break your ankle? Would you just be like, oh, I was running a marathon or something? Like, would you say something that wasn't the truth? Or would you be like, I put on some stripper shoes. I was giving my husband a lap dance. I twisted, fell off my shoes, and I broke my ankle. I feel like I would be honest. Like, I feel like I would just have to share that. Like, I wouldn't want to be alone in that moment. I would need, I would need to share it. And also, would, would that, would the doctor laugh? Would they smirk? Would they crack a joke? Or would they just be like, oh, okay, like, give me your fucking foot. Let me wrap it. I feel like if I was a doctor, I'd have to make light out of it. Because clearly that person shared it with me for a reason. This last one, and my favorite one, I, I wrote this person back. I said, are you joking? Like, is this a real thing? And he said, absolutely, 100%. This is true. This is so great. It wins. It wins for me. So if you have something that will top this, I dare you. I dare you to top this. So he says, um, I was hooking up with a girl. She was giving me a beach. Good old, good old beach. Good old hookup. Was it a first date? Maybe. I don't know. So anyway, <laughs> She was giving me a blowjob. She tried to stick her finger in my ass. Well, I had never had this done to me before. And she really caught me off guard. And I jumped and jerked so fast and hard that I somehow ended up spraining her wrist. <laughs> Mic drop. Like, that's it. That is, that's the ultimate um, 
sex injury. That's so great. And also I feel bad for her because I mean, I I have I have other questions, but like obviously I can't ask too many questions to some of these people because I don't really know them. Um and I didn't I I don't know this person, but um I did ask him if it was real and they said yes. But I just want to know like he said I was hooking up with a girl. That sounds pretty casual. So like casually, do you go for the BH? Do you go straight for finger in the butthole? Like that's that's pretty daring. It's pretty uh, it's pretty presumptuous. <laughs> um, but also kind of like I like her. Like I feel like like I like her style. I dig it. Um, maybe she felt very confident that he had a clean butt, or maybe that's just like maybe that's level one for her. Maybe like that that could have been. <laughs> just the the tip the tip of the iceberg because hooking up with a girl sounds pretty casual to me so if she's given a beach and she went straight for finger in the bh um yeah i mean that that would probably surprise anyone especially like did you discuss it did he tell her i i like a finger in the ass and she just was like the fortunes and the follow up i don't know but either way, he clearly wasn't ready for it, and she sprained her wrist. So also, I mean, a wrist sprain, you don't really have to go to the doctor, doctor but let's say she did. Would she, would she say the truth? Would she be like, hey, doc, I tried to stick my finger in this guy's butt, and he was a vagina about it, and he, you know, did a little twerk, and he, like, wait, was her finger in his butt when he when he jerked oh my gosh you guys this just literally dawned on me right now was her finger super in his butt and he jerked and twist sprain oh my gosh I think I'm gonna have to follow up with this because other than that like how did the wrist sprain happen I'm just for my own entertainment I'm gonna assume that her finger was like stuck in his butt also where do you guys stand on that girls and guys like like I feel like there could be some fun to be had if you open your mind a little bit and let a girl or a guy or an object or whomever just give you a little, like a gentle prostate massage. That's the thing. Not trying to make anyone uncomfortable or put anyone on blast, but don't knock it till you try it, folks. That's all I'm saying. So speaking of like fingers in the butthole and like pleasure and all that, I wanted to jump on here. This is the whole point of this whole rigmarole. Um, I wanted to talk about being a people pleaser because someone had made a comment to me and they said it in a very negative, like it had a negative connotation to it where they're like, you're just like a a people pleaser, aren't you? And they just had a stink face when they said it and the specific person that said it, like I know it wasn't a compliment. And I had to just, I had to um, refrain from spending too much time or energy on this person to explain myself. I just was like, "Uh, no, (laughs) bye. Like I didn't explain myself, but here's what I want to talk about. There is a difference, I think, between being a people pleaser and getting along with people. Like being a chameleon. 
You know what I'm saying? Like a, a social chameleon or even at work or just casual encounters and situations. Just because you mirror someone's energy or kind of their personality doesn't really mean you're trying to be a people pleaser. And I think the reason that I took a little bit of offense to this and wanted to address it is because I feel like for one, maybe I'm not, I'm not um, the only one in this boat that other people can relate. But, um, I, I, it it struck a nerve for me because in my previous life, and I call it my previous life because I feel like the part of my life when I was married before, if you're new, it's your first time hearing it. If you're not new, you're familiar with it. Um, I was married before and I swear to God, I feel like that was a different life. Like it's almost a blur. I almost don't remember it because I don't really want to remember it, but I learned from it. And I will say I was, um, I'm certain that I was a people pleaser in like a negative way, um, where it had negative outstanding effects on me personally and just my life in general. So I want to go ahead and say that being a people pleaser isn't necessarily a negative thing. That's not what I'm saying, but it can, it can be right. Like it can be if you lose yourself or if you're not living for yourself, it it can be negative. And also for me, I feel like I lost some of my identity. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to be preachy, but if you feel like, huh, maybe I am a people pleaser and it's kind of exhausting and I don't, I don't want to be exhausted and I don't want to be fake. I want to be genuine and I want to live life for myself and be happy. I think there's a happy middle ground. I think at times I've made a severe overcorrection where, um, I don't want to say I'm argumentative because that's not the right word, but I didn't do any research before this. So I don't have any like fun, fancy words that I looked up in the thesaurus, but it's, it, it can be tiring being a people pleaser. And I, I think that there is a happy medium, a happy medium. So like I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not argumentative now, but sometimes I think I go out of my way to assert myself when Sometimes I think I need to pick and choose my own battles. Like I don't need to necessarily overcorrect all the time. I'm still trying to find, I'm still trying to find myself, guys. I'm like super young. <laughs> Not really. Um, I, I don't want to always overcorrect and I don't want to be defensive and I don't want to be on the opposite side of the spectrum as being a people pleaser. But I feel through therapy and self-reflection and mindfulness and all that hoopla, I feel like I'm finding a happy medium and that's why I like to say, I think I'm like, I try, I try my best to be kind of like a social chameleon. So what I mean by that, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Um, I like to kind of mirror people's energy. So not so much in my very close, my intimate close circle of friends and stuff. Like obviously those people are going to know who you are and you shouldn't have to front Yeah, I said front, whatever. You shouldn't have to front in front of them. Um, You should be yourself. But also, it's okay to be mindful of people's personalities around you. Like, 
I have certain friends that are a little more conservative. Surprise, surprise. Yes, I do. So I'm not going to talk about uh, fingers stuck in the butthole. And like, first of all, these people that are close to me, they know what they're going to get when they listen to my podcast. So if they're uncomfortable with that, they know like, you did this. You did this to yourself. You went on you went on and you pressed play. I can't, I can't be held accountable for that. But in a hangout social situation, I'm not going to, I'm not going to drop F-bombs and talk about buttholes and anal douching and I don't know, whatever else. Like I'm not going to talk about that stuff in front of my conservative friends, but I, you still can be yourself. You just kind of mirror them a little bit. You kind of just tone it down. And I feel like that's what I do. I just, I try and be respectful and entertaining and pleasant around people in my life, whether it's people at work or makeup clients or family members or, you know, casual encounters, mutual friends, whatever it is. I try to, I try for sure to be myself, but also just fucking read the room, read the room guys. I think that's what it's about so when this person said oh you're just a people pleaser and I just think that you should be yourself that just irked the living shit out of me and that's why I wanted to talk about this I felt like it was it's relevant it's relevant whether you're five years old or 55 years old we're constantly we're kind of we're always around different types of people and it's okay it's okay to people please a little bit, not at the expense of your, you know, forfeiting yourself and who you are, but it's just respectful. So to this person who said that to me, um, just do a little bit of reading, do some light reading, meditate. I don't know. Go like take the stick out of your ass or something. I don't know what it is, but if you relate to this and you are like me or if you're trying to steer yourself away from being a people pleaser I think that it's a healthy tweak to make just by lightly mirroring people's energy I think that's a valuable life lesson and I don't think that I'm super intelligent or I'm like the knower of all things or that I'm even that great with people. But I will say being, um, being a makeup artist, having to deal with so many different types of people that, that has really helped teach me how to, how to have this skill, I guess you could say. So, you know, go find someone at the grocery store and I just challenge you to mirror their energy or not. I wouldn't do that. I don't like talking to strangers, but sometimes you have to. Okay. So another thing that I wanted to discuss was I, I said before, I was super people pleaser at the expense of my own happiness and my sanity in my previous marriage. And I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I think that it's healthy to talk about negative experiences in your life. And I have gotten some pretty good feedback from people who are thinking about divorce or going through divorce or have been divorced because so many people have told me, oh my gosh, I was so ashamed or embarrassed to talk about it or humiliated or I felt like I was a failure or whatever. It's not a failure. It's not a failure to realize 
whatever situation you're in, whether it's a friendship or a relationship or a job or whatever, if it's toxic, get out. It's never too late. You could start over. Um, my ex-husband wanted me to be exactly who he wanted me to be. And I, he's not completely to blame because obviously I let him be that way. Like I created a monster. God bless the next person he's going to be with. So sorry about that. Whoever he's with now, I mean, hopefully he's learned. I don't know. But um, I just was like this fucking little robot where so many people, I started noticing my close friends were telling me like, oh my gosh, you're such a different person when he's not around. And I started noticing it myself because at first when my friends would tell me that, I was kind of offended by it. And then I started noticing it myself because I was getting older and wiser and I had a little more independence and just some more years under my belt, you know, life experience. And I started realizing, I was like, holy shit, like everything I do is to not rock the boat, to not upset, to not frustrate, to not voice my opinion. Like it was like, walking on eggshells all the time and that's for me I think that's taking people pleasing to a dangerous level because being a people pleaser doesn't have to be a people pleaser to like everybody you could be this way to one person specifically it could be an isolated situation and that it's that can make you a people pleaser you're this person pleaser you live for them and don't get me wrong, I live for my man. I live for him. Um, but I live for myself too. And here's something that um, I'm going to leave you with. That this is like one of the, you're going you're gonna to be like, what the fuck? This is a long lasting effect. It's PTSD, you guys. It's PTSD. It's among many things. But this is like so stupid. But it's so stupid that it makes me look back and reflect and be like, what the hell were you doing? This is crazy. So my ex, um, I was so nice and I would like pack his lunch for work, which I still do that now. And now I have someone that appreciates that. So it's like this loving thing that I love to do. Um, but before I did it because I, I had to, like if I didn't do it, oh, I was going to be in fucking trouble. Um, like, yeah, for real. So anyway, I would pack my ex. Ew, I don't even want to say ex-husband. I don't even want to give him that whatever. Like, I don't, I can't think of the word. Like, I don't want to give him that credit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I would make my ex lunch. And I remember... A few times I made him a sandwich, okay? And he, swear to God, this motherfucker called me from work. I'm at work also. I'm like doing makeup on set and I get multiple calls back to back. So I'm like, oh, um, I guess I have to like check this out. Like maybe it's an emergency. So um, I step away from a client really quick and... or. Yeah, whatever. I step away and I'm like, what's up? And he's legit yelling at me and he's pissed because what? I didn't put enough meat 
on his motherfucking sandwich, bitch. What? Yeah, he's yelling at me because I didn't put enough meat on his sandwich. And instead of me being like, you can go suck your whole entire dick by yourself, bye, bitch. Like, no, I should have said that. But instead, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, that's fucking disgusting. And that's why I'm such a savage now, I think. Um, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, I'll make it better next time, whatever. So this proceeded to happen a couple more times. So long-lasting effect. Every time I make a sandwich, um, I put a shit ton of meat on it because it's just like habit now because I'm like, oh, I'm like rocking myself in the corner. I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to not put enough meat on it. So if your man or your person, whoever ever calls you while they're at work to say, you didn't make my lunch right, um... I hope you go fuck their friend or something. I don't know. You guys stay messy. I love you all. Thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, if there's anything you want me to talk about, just write into the show. It's mostly messy podcast at gmail.com. Instagram is mostly messy podcasts. And uh, yeah, thanks for sticking around. Bye.